Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. ET, more for your thing. That's our thing. The Home Depot. With more ways to help you take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Dunkin' Donuts. Conquer the season with Dunkin's new Atlanta United Donuts. Piedmont Healthcare and Ford. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Well, on this, the 18th of August, 2020, Atlanta United, or 21, I should say, Atlanta United now has a certifiable win streak. They have won three in a row. They're unbeaten in their last four, and they have gotten themselves right back squarely in the playoff mix in the East which is unusual because I think some people, even some people affiliated with certain league websites, said it would be impossible for Atlanta United to get back in the playoff mix. Well, now Atlanta United at the moment, three points out of a spot, and if they get a little bit of help from Cincinnati, it could go down uh, potentially to two points. So uh, we're going to see, but it's a 1-0 win over Toronto tonight. Barco had a Golasso in the 20th minute. Yeah, Atlanta United let Toronto hang around a little bit, but this was a clean performance by Atlanta United tonight, right down to the fact that they committed only five fouls, their fewest ever in an MLS match. A really tidy performance by Atlanta United tonight. Yeah, you could tell as the night went on that Atlanta United played on Sunday in a tough match against LAFC. They, they really were struggling to find that second and third gear in the second half as Toronto had a little bit of an extra day of rest, also rotated their group a little bit more, but it didn't pay off. Three points out of a playoff spot, and here's maybe an even bigger number that Atlanta needs to start thinking about. Seven points off of a home playoff game with 14 matches to play. Atlanta United is in a fine position right now, and anybody who thought that they had no chance when this little run started, 
didn't give this team enough credit. Well, and maybe they didn't know what we knew about the quality of this roster and the quality job that Rob Valentino has done as the interim head coach. He's just been absolutely remarkable. But I think we sensed, Jason, that when Atlanta United got Robinson, Guzan, Barco, and Bello back, they were going to be a different team. Boy, are they a different team. And Ezekiel Barco, who's been on two consecutive teams of the week in MLS, is probably going to be on another one tomorrow. He's our man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. Had the goal tonight, four shots, second most on the team, and led the team. Atlanta United had 19 key passes tonight. Barco had five of them. Five chances created. He only had six passes that weren't completed all night long. Two of three on the dribble. He did drop in and defend when he needed to. Uh, Four free kicks that he earned a couple late that were really necessary in those moments. Ezekiel Barco, in the free role that he was in, he's thriving. And he's going to be critical in the way that right now Rob Valentino has this team playing. And, look, we know Rob Valentino and Gonzalo Pineda are speaking. They're, they're, They're talking about what's going on. They are thinking ahead. They are planning. This way of playing is very, very interesting. We saw good, and we saw some things that can worry you a little bit from it tonight. But Ezekiel Barco, in this way of playing, is critical to control the pace. And I thought that's what he did the best tonight. He knew when to go. He knew when to hold it up and wait for some help. And he had a moment of brilliance. Took a little bit of a deflection on the goal. You'll take that in a, in a heartbeat. Ezekiel Barco, man of the match performance tonight. And the man of the match brought to you by Heineken. Let's look at the stats brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. And it's a 1-0 win again where maybe Toronto was allowed to hang around a little bit more than they should have. But it was a statistically dominant performance by Atlanta United tonight. They outshot Toronto 21-14. Shots on target were 4-3 Atlanta United. Atlanta United ended up with 57% of the possession. They won 53% of the duels. Uh, Each team had four corners. Toronto committed 10 fouls. Atlanta with only five. A a testament to how sloppy Toronto was tonight. They were called offside five times all in the second half. They ended up, Toronto ended up passing at 86%. It didn't feel that way. It, It felt more choppy than that. The key passes, the scoring opportunities, created in this match as I told you Atlanta United ended up with 19 key passes on the night Toronto had 12 in terms of expected goals Toronto slightly ahead of Atlanta United 1.25 to 1.20 but statistically that's a match you should win Atlanta United won the match two more numbers that I think are very important dribbles Atlanta was 16 of 24 67 percent That's very important the way this team wants to play, creating those 1v1s and the duels. And Atlanta's been good in this category all season long. They are winning those moments somewhat down to the dribbles, but also because of how good they are defensively 1v1, 48-42. to Atlanta controlled that category as well. Yeah, and uh, the – the dribble stats are interesting. That speaks a lot to Marcelina Moreno, who had a really, really strong game again today. Ended up with a team-high seven shots. Uh, unfortunately for him, a couple of them were blocked. One of them was on target. Uh, but Moreno continues to play very well. I, I think we got the appetizer tonight of what this could potentially look like with Joseph, Aruju, Moreno, and Barco all playing. Knock on wood, they all stay healthy. Let's go downstairs. Rob Valentino has made it to the podium. Play what? 
like, like when, when you win, you but you don't play, you know, as as well as you wanted to. <laughs> Look, in this league, it's important to to win games like that. For me, it's important that you win at home. I, I told them before the game. I think you have to win at home. We have, we've got a lot of home games, and we got to continue to win at home. It's important to the fans. It's important to us. I think you have to make this place as close to what it was before. People will get scared to come here. I mean, that, that's kind of what I, I said to them after is like, look, a win's a win. I appreciate their efforts, and I, 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 don't, I probably don't say that enough because they sacrifice their bodies. They go out there and they perform to the best of their abilities, and there's no one out there tossing it off. So I appreciate the, the sacrifice they put on their bodies day in, day out, the, the injuries they play through, the, the heartache they take. I, I really appreciate that, and I, that's what I stress them tonight after because I'll take responsibility when things I feel like I've done wrong. So if that, if that was reflected anything of me, I'll take that responsibility. Um, but I also just want to make sure they're appreciated because that, that ain't easy going, going on the Sunday and then I get on the Wednesday and now they got to think about going for another game. But the win's a win and, and it's important for this group and it's important for the club at the moment. The team uh, on offense, it seemed to – uh, much like the last game, just not making a lot of runs off the ball, not looking for space. Um, number one, was that your take on it too? And number two, is that just a function of so many games, just fatigue and, you know, the mind gets tired, the legs get tired? Or, or what do you put your – why do you think it is? No, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, when I watch it back, I'll, I'll look to see. I feel like I thought that in the L.A. game, and then the next thing I know is I watched a few actions and like, there was some guys trying to run in behind. Uh, maybe they weren't getting the ball, and then eventually they stopped doing it. Uh, we just, we spoke about it. We, we've talked about different areas that we could try to get in behind, uh, especially early. Like, like I told you guys last week, it was like, for me, as silly as it sounds, and, and there's movement with it, but it's a ball over the top. That's what got us the goal again. It's a ball over the top. And I'm not here to play pretty soccer all the time, but it needs to be effective and direct and attack-minded and go. Uh, and I think... Again, that's where the goal comes from tonight. That's where the goal came from the other day. At times, there's time, time and place to play in space and play inside. But if you stretch them early, then hopefully the space opens up a little more. Uh, in the first half, I just thought we could have been better with that. It was a little bit too slow. And, again, I'll watch it back. And I, it, was, it was stressed to run him behind. And, but maybe I need to be more specific on when or how. Or, I can't fault their efforts. And how do you think Arajo did? tonight I'm not sure if that was good but uh yeah he was good I thought he, he had some some a couple good actions it's good to mix him in the group I thought you know for his first game I'm sure there's a lot of different things going through his head so to introduce him to the fans and get his or he introduces himself to the fans and shows what he's about he, you know you could see some quality in the attack and he, and he works in the defending part as well um, and he's just got to continue you know progressing and working the group he's a quality player and and they, they all are, so they, they mix in with each other really well, and I thought, he, I thought he did all right tonight. You inserted a lot of attacking players into the starting lineup. How did you think that they kind of performed together with so many kind of creative players who want to be on all on the ball uh, tonight? I, I mean, I, think the, I thought in the first half, way way it started, I thought, okay, here we go. We're going to get we're gonna get some actions here, and I thought, we, I thought we, there could have been a little more. Not And I'm not, again, I'm not faulting them. I just think that we got to figure out the best way to get them on the pitch because that was my idea is that how can we get all these attackers to, to have a relationship on the field, to feel comfortable having little combinations, 
and, and having the freedoms in certain spaces or where who checks in certain spaces, who runs beyond. Um, and some of those guys already got it. Marcelino, Barco, Joseph, they've played together for a little bit. And you add Louise in it, and I think thought it was good at times, and it'll be a, a work in progress. Uh, what's the status of Santiago Sosa? And did uh, Gonzalo reach out again yet tonight? Santi, I don't know. I mean, I literally just got in, saw saw the spoke to them quick, and and came to you guys. Uh, and I did check my phone again, and Gonzalo did text. So he's pretty good about the communication, and I'm sure it would have been either way, no matter the result. So, what did he say? He said that's a good, very good three points. Okay, so uh, Rob Valentino, who. Uh, heard from Gonzalo Pineda, and Rob Valentino, by the way, this was not the last match in which he will be the interim head coach. Valentino will coach Atlanta United Saturday in D.C. because Pineda has still not cleared COVID protocol. Uh, we're told the plan is for Pineda to meet the team in D.C. on Saturday, but he will not coach the team Saturday. Rob Valentino will do that. Rob's 3-2-2. Two, and two. And I don't think he's a very humble guy. I don't think he's given himself enough credit for the job that he has done. If nothing else, just attending to the mental side of what these players needed at this moment. The results speak for themselves, Jason. He's coached seven matches. Atlanta United has results in five of them. Rob's an incredibly nice guy. And and Rob also has, I think, is his finger on the pulse of where this team is emotionally, as you say, and that's a really important thing to have. Uh, Rob believes in these players and is not going to pick up, pick things apart in a post-game media availability, even if, if that's kind of the intention there from some of it. Um, this is a good win. This is a very good win. That's Gonzalo Pineda texting him. This is a very good win. Was it one where you won 4 nil and everything's perfect? No, those don't happen all that often this was one after playing on Sunday this was one that you needed at home and the second half they got it done even against a fresh Pozuelo a fresh Soteldo they got it done when you get to the end of the season you're not going back and saying well that's not a full three points that's only two and a half no it's three points three points on the board you take it the complaints were this team was giving up too many goals. Back-to-back clean sheets. Are the goals flowing? No. But are the chances? Yes. Oh, yeah. 19 key passes tonight speaks for itself. Shots, chances. This team has been doing that all season long. Can they create better opportunities? Yes, and you want to continually strive for that. But the shots are there. The chances are there. And now the rugged defending is there. And, and look, I wondered about it when we saw it in Columbus. Three center backs. Against one forward, that was something that was very different than what this team had been doing earlier in the season. Felt like maybe you don't need to do that because you can get another player forward. You can get forward a little bit more, but they're getting the chances. It's not taking anything away from the attack. And now when you can add Luis Araujo to this kind of a foundation defensively, this team is a powder keg in my mind. They're going to have one of those breakout games where Joseph gets a couple, Araujo gets one, Moreno gets one, Barco gets one. You're going to have one of those. They have to keep looking for that. Powder keg. I, I like that word. I agree with you. And I, I think we saw traces of that when Araujo mm-hmm. was in the match in the first hour tonight. We'll come back with highlights in a moment. Send us questions and comments. We take them after wins, too, I promise. And Mike Conti, 929. 
and at Longshun. We'll continue with the full-time report in a moment as Atlanta United defeats Toronto tonight, 1-0 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And now fit it, not even a little bit. Oh Lord, know yourself, know your work. My actions being louder than my words. How you so I been still so down to earth. Won't do it, we can do it on the turf. Oh Lord. I'm the rookie and the vet. Shout out to the I holding down the set. All up in my phone looking at pictures from the other night. She gonna be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left, dog. She gonna see some that she don't wanna see. She ain't ready for it. If I ain't the greatest, right, I'm headed the time report here on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, Atlanta United defeats Toronto 1-0 tonight. If you're listening to the full-time report for the first time ever where have you been for the last four years Seriously. But, uh, uh, thank you for joining us we play music themed to the city in which atlanta united conquered when they win so um we're gonna play a lot of uh, drake and alanis morissette tonight right i don't think alanis is actually from toronto She's not? No, Canada's a big place. Yeah, geographically, I guess. But but most Canadians live in either Toronto, Montreal, or Vancouver. Yeah, Ed- Edmonton and Calgary are both furious with you right now. Yeah, well, you know, they took our thrashers. <laughs> and our flames. And our flames. So, uh, anyhow, Atlanta United 1-0 winners over Toronto. Uh, we're going to get to your questions and comments in a moment. We're going to get to the highlights, too, in a moment. Uh, we're waiting for a player to come to the podium. Uh, just want to bring you up to date on what else is going on in MLS right now. Atlanta United is getting a ton of help tonight. Uh, Miami may have gotten a late winner from Rodolfo Pizarro. They're now playing the sixth and admitted against Chicago. The, the Did they wait the whole lot? Full time. time. Okay. Full time. So at Chicago loses. Chicago was only one point behind Atlanta United coming into the night. So thank you to Inter-Miami for the 3-2 win there. Montreal and Cincinnati are still scoreless. They are deep into added time there. If that result holds, Atlanta United will be no worse than three points below the playoff line at the end of the night. And the Red Bulls are also giving Atlanta United some help. They lead Columbus 1-0 in the 64th minute of that match. So also tonight, by the way, I want to point out, New York City, their their unbeaten streak came to an end in Philadelphia. They lost 1-0. With New York City losing tonight, almost unbelievably, Atlanta United is now only eight points out of second in the East. New England is running away. 
right now with the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. But second through, well, heck, even with Miami winning tonight, they're getting warm. Second through, like, 12th or 13th in the East is tight at the moment right now. And Atlanta United is in the middle of that group. But um, still with eight home matches to play, for uh, those people who thought Atlanta United had no shot at making the playoffs, those people are in a shambles right now because Atlanta United's right there in full control of their own destiny, full-time in Cincinnati. So that's it. Atlanta United, no matter what happens with Columbus, uh, at worst, three points below the playoff line at the end of tonight. Three wins in a row will do that. Plus three, plus three, plus three. And Atlanta United is the only team to do that right now outside of New England. New England has won three in a row. They had a draw before that. Atlanta, same thing. Nobody else is in that boat. Columbus has lost four in a row. They're losing right now. D.C. has lost back-to-back games now. Orlando, back-to-back draws. Nobody else is on a run right now like this. Atlanta has to continue to do it. And, look, this is going to be the hardest one going on the road on Saturday to face D.C., who is going to be angry after dropping back-to-back losses. And one in a very bad way in Nashville. This one was closer, but it's back-to-back losses where they've conceded eight goals. All right, let's go back downstairs now. Ezekiel Barco, our man of the match, who scored the game-winning goal tonight, is at the podium. Hablando de tus habilidades, ¿qué tan difícil fue la jugada de tu gol? Sí, bueno, fue una una jugada bastante rápida. By the way, Justin Bellhouse is translating for Ezekiel tonight. De que había mucho espacio a la espalda de los centrales. Pero bueno, por suerte pude terminar en, en gol y, y ganar, que fue lo importante. Uh, there was a pass that went to Brooks, and we were able to get it uh, behind the center backs, and uh, luckily he's able to, uh, to just get it to me and able to score the goal. Ezekiel, congratulations on the goal. Um, can you just talk about the confidence that you were playing with since coming back from international duty? Si puedes hablar del nivel de confianza en que estás desde que regresaste de la selección. Sí, la verdad que bueno, nada, mi compañero me hace sentir bien dentro de la cancha, el cuerpo técnico me dan la libertad de, de moverme por todo el frente de ataque y la verdad que eso eso me da mucha confianza y y puedo ayudar en el equipo. Yeah, my teammates are doing a good job to be able to give me that confidence and um, you know, to be able to help help each other out in the attack. Um, and so I think we're we're doing that well in these games. Rob was talking about your, I don't know if it's your fitness or just like your ability to run on the field constantly throughout the game. Um, it, do you notice like that that's a difference in your game this year uh, compared to previously or just kind of what kind of allows you to do that? Rob, acaba de hablar bien de tu capacidad física, que estás corriendo más, si, si te notas esa diferencia y qué crees que ha cambiado o oh, estás de acuerdo. Sí, la verdad que, que sí, como dije antes, me siento muy bien dentro de la cancha, tanto políticamente como físicamente, pero bueno, esto, esto recién empieza, nosotros recién estamos arrancando a ganar después de un largo tiempo, y nada, tenemos que seguir por este camino, por este paso, que, que vamos a conseguir más cosas que, que la que perder, ¿no? Yeah, as I said, I'm feeling good on the field, both physically and, and mentally, but this is just getting started. Um, we're starting to win these games, so we need to continue working and to stay on this path that we're on. How do you think Luis did tonight in his first start? ¿Cómo, qué tal crees eh, hizo Luis en su debut? 
La verdad que muy bien. La verdad que, que Luis es un excelente jugador. Creo que hoy lo demostró eh, adentro de la cancha. Eh, es muy bueno, estuvo, estuvo a la altura de, del partido y eso nos favoreció a nosotros. I think he was really good. I think he's an excellent player. Um, he showed that tonight on the field. He showed that he was up to the level of the match, and I think that's going to help us. Rob was talking about how that you know the team could have played better tonight, but does, does it give you confidence that you're still able to win these games despite not playing you know at your peak level? Rob habló de que el equipo puede puede hacer mejores partidos, pero si aún te da confianza. Eh, siendo capaz de, de bueno, sacar un, una victoria, ¿no? Sí, la verdad que hoy futbolísticamente no, no tuvimos un gran partido, pero, pero es importante ganar y lo hicimos. Eh, los rivales también son buenos, no tienen un gran equipo como Toronto, como Los Ángeles el partido pasado, y, y por ahí nos cuesta a la hora de jugar, pero, pero creo que este es el, el camino que tenemos que seguir. Yeah, I think tonight, you know, tactically we weren't at our best, but we're still able to get a win, which is what's important. Uh, but these are also difficult games that we're playing. Uh, the last one against Los Angeles and, and this one against Toronto. Uh, at times, it's, it's been difficult for us to play, but uh, we just have to keep moving forward. Did, did your shot take a deflection on the way in, or, or did it just clear the guy's leg and get away? In your goal, tocó el, el defensa, o, o fue de, de tu pie? No, creo que, creo que tocó en el, en el defensa un poquito, y eso lleva que que se movió un poquito para pararlo. I think it touched his, his foot a little bit and that changed the, the flight of the ball a little bit. Which would explain maybe partially why Quint Westberg, the Toronto goalkeeper, didn't really move. Didn't, it, it's not that he didn't react. He just didn't move because he couldn't make a play on the ball. You're going to hear that highlight in a moment as part of our match recap. The, the one thing, Jason, that stands out to me about Barco, and, and I think we've heard this from people around him, his confidence has really, really blossomed since he came back from Tokyo. Why not? I mean, he has three goals and two assists now in um, in his last four matches. I think I miscounted and said three, but still three goals, two assists in his last four matches. He's probably going to be on another MLS Team of the Week tomorrow. He should have been MLS Player of the Week after the Columbus match, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, last Saturday. But this isn't unprecedented for Barco. He had a run like this in 2019, right before he went to the U19 World Cup. It's just when he's able to stay healthy and play consistently, these are the moments that Barco can provide. And I think when he's put in positions where he's given the keys to the car, and that's a big part of it for Ezekiel Barco, I think he was given those keys to the card Independiente at a very young age, and he did a very good job with it. That's what earned him his move here to Atlanta. And when he got here, you know, it was in 2018, it was Miguel's team in the midfield. It was Joseph's team with the year that he had. There were other players who, who had the keys. Barco didn't really have the keys at the beginning. 2019, he went on a run where Pitti, I think, was still kind of feeling his way into the league. Barco had a great run before the U-20 World Cup, then got injured in his first game back in an Open Cup match, and he struggled to find that form again. The start of 2020, he was on in very good form at the very beginning of last season, then COVID, then injuries, then he struggled to find that again. Ezekiel Barco is, I think, a really interesting personality because you know, we talked to Rob Valentino this week a little bit about this. He's not a leader, per se. He, he's not exactly that leader who's going to get in people's faces and demand more. 
He's somebody that you want to follow, though, because of the performances he has and, and because of the work he puts in. And I think one of the maybe under-the-radar things about what his current form is looking like is he's got uh, one of his buddies from Independiente with him, yeah. Alan Franco, Yeah. who, you know, we wondered what kind of impact Alan Franco would have as a defender here. I think one of his big impacts is being here with Barkle. And it, I, I don't think I, I'm giving confidential information away when I say that one of the things we've heard about the relationship with those two, they are the first two players at the training ground every day. Mm-hmm. Alan Franco and Ezekiel Barco. Two guys who live for this. Two guys who, who, who absolutely live for this. And I think, you know, rightly or wrongly, you can say whatever was expected about Ezekiel Barco with his signing. I don't think there's ever really been a fair criticism of his effort. And that's something that Rob Valentino was stressing about everybody, but I think Barco's in this conversation especially. He's always worked hard. He's always been somebody who tries very, very hard hard to play well and to carry this team right now he's doing that yeah and and one further point i i feel like some of the use this word again narratives about barco and his injuries have have been almost to blame barco for his injury yeah trouble barco in 20 i think even in 2018 when he played kind of sparingly but certainly in 2019 he's the most found player per 90 in mls Yep. So that's part of it, too, when you're getting kicked all the time. That doesn't help you stay on the field. But anyhow, uh, here is the Barco goal. We're going to go through the highlights now. This was the only goal of the match. It's also the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. You did hear Ezekiel say it took a deflection, which I think uh, now explains the reaction that Quentin Westberg, the Toronto goalkeeper, had. But fortunately, deflected goals count just the same as non-deflected goals. Here is the hot play of the match. Now here's Lennon, up to the halfway line. Long diagonal, up to Barco, onside at the top of the 18. Barco with no one to cross to now. Waits for teammates. Barco in the box, goes for the back post. Score! Golasso! How did he do it? Ezekiel Barco, third goal in his last three matches. Atlanta United leads 1-0. Still Golasso, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. It's a great ball over the top. And something that, that Valentino talked about in his media comments just a little bit ago, you know, they're getting those goals from balls over the top, but those balls over the top can't just be played every single time. The reason they're effective is because Atlanta wants to keep possession and knock it short. So that ball over the top is unexpected. It's a great ball from Lennon. Barco takes it well and has the confidence to try to hit that to the back post and pick that out. It takes a deflection. That helps, but it's a golasso. For over 20 years, Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Uh, we've boiled down the best chances for each team in the second half thusly. This was Brad Guzan's probably most challenging interaction of the night coming in the 71st minute when Toronto was hunting the equalizer. Ahead to Kamar Lawrence, left attacking third. His pass bounces now to Achara, who leaves it to Satildo in the far corner. He'll dribble on Brooks Lennon. Satildo spins, 
and fakes a cross. Now gets to the end line, puts in a cross over Larea, and then it's bounced off the turf by Pozuelo. Goes in, knocks it up in the air. It bounces to the top of the 18 to Akello. Akello trying to settle, goes over the back of Moreno. Play on. Pozuelo squaring to Larea at the top of the 18. He'll take a touch, and it's intercepted and cleared. Probably did not do enough justice to Pozuelo's shot, which he kind of put into the turf, and it created an awkward bounce that Brad had to deal with. Best chance for Atlanta United in the second half, in our judgment, came here for Marcelino Moreno in the 83rd minute. Atlanta United has really snuffed out these chances well, as it's cleared by Franco up to Barco behind the halfway line. Barco driving down the middle, accelerating into the attacking third. Barco all the way to the top of the 18 to Joseph, trying to dig it out of his boots. Cleared to Moreno, top of the arc, shot, blocked. Here's Moreno again inside the arc. Clipped at, stays on it, dribbles in, edge of the six, shot wide of the near post. Out for goal kick. And it would end as a 1-0 win for Atlanta United. Let's go downstairs now. Brooks Lennon is at the podium. Conversation Marco said y'all had about long balls over the top against the defense. Was that just part of the scouting report? Yeah, I spoke with, with Barco specifically and also Joseph before the game. Um, and it was part of the scouting report that they were going to, you know, leave some space in behind. We've, we've watched a lot of their games and, um, you know, they, they've conceded chances from balls over the, over the top and in behind. So as soon as Barco took off and made that run, I knew, uh, you know, I had to play him because he was going to be wide open. So I was glad to, to connect with him and happy that he was able to get the goal. What does the team need to do better kind of going forward from here to, to really start dominating games and, you know, playing playing and, and winning in the style that I know you guys want to? Yeah, I think we just need to be a little bit more um, connected as a group. I think in times in the, in the game we get separated from the front runners to the, to the defense, the, the defensive line. So, um, you know, if we can just gel a little bit more, um, keep the ball at times when, when we're under a little bit of pressure, um, I think that'll help us moving forward. Uh, we're going into to a tough place in D.C. on Saturday night, and um, you know, we're looking to get three points again. What causes that separation? Yeah, I think it's it's a combination of things. Obviously, we we've been playing with a back five, so um, you know you have one extra defender back there, uh, so you're taking one one player from the midfield that you would normally have. Um, so. I think we just need to look at look at it over over film because um, there's times when you know we we lose the ball and and we're just we're we're too uh, too separated as a as a as a group and there's too much of a gap uh, and that and that, that creates a little bit of havoc at times you know trying to possess the ball because you don't have you know players in and around you at times so um, you know we're just going to fix those things um, that I think uh, the group needs to to improve on and. Uh, hopefully we can watch the film and get ready for Saturday. How are you feeling physically, just having had a little bit of a you know a rest, at least from matches, to, to kind of recover? Yeah, I feel great. Tonight was a really good run out for me. Obviously, I got 25, 30 minutes on, on Sunday uh, and felt, felt good when I came in as well. So my body feels back to 100%, and, and I'm, I'm happy to be back with the group. That's big for Atlanta United. Uh, there's no doubt that Brooks is in that first-choice group, the best 11, and where you heard Rob Valentino talk about how he wanted to get his best 11 players on the pitch tonight. And as much of a revelation as Ronald Hernandez has been, and I have to think that Ronald Hernandez could be part of the plan for Saturday in D.C. because Atlanta United will be looking for fresh legs 
Brooks Lennon among those who played a very clean 90 minutes for Atlanta United tonight. It's a clean sheet for the second straight match. That is the first time that has happened this season. Atlanta United donates $2,000 to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta for every clean sheet. So after tonight, the total now is $10,000 to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Brad Guzan's fifth clean sheet of the year. He made three saves to get it. When we come back, we'll take your questions and comments on Twitter at MikeConti929. And at Longshoe, as we roll on with the full-time report, Atlanta United 1-0 winners over Toronto tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Second time in club history, defeats Toronto FC tonight. 1-0, it was a heavily rotated Toronto side, but uh, at halftime or just after, Javier Perez went for it, put Soltildo and Pozuelo and Kamar Lawrence all into the match. Uh, and Atlanta United was very, very tidy in how they dealt with that trio in the second half. You heard Toronto's best chance of the game, which was a shot that I – I don't think was intentionally scuffed into the turf, but maybe it was by Alejandro Pozuelo. Either way, uh, it was well handled by Brad Guzan, the Atlanta United back line, and they come out with their second straight clean sheet. Are you still watching Columbus and Red Bulls, by the way? Still 1-0, they're in stoppage time. I want to tell you, uh, we'll keep you up to date on how that ends. If Red Bulls hold on, absolutely everything tonight has gone Atlanta United's way. Uh, the only thing that might have been slightly better is if Cincinnati maybe beat Montreal as opposed to uh, playing them to a draw. That's asking a lot. Yeah, but Atlanta United now, three points, not only three points below the line, three points out of sixth. Uh, if Nashville can take care of Orlando, Atlanta United is going to be in shouting distance for getting into that home playoff mix. 1-1, Orlando scored in the second half, 64th minute. Um, Chicago lost tonight, late winner by Miami. That was helpful to Atlanta United. So if if Red Bulls can um, finish this off against a struggling Columbus side, then pretty much everything that could have gone Atlanta United's way tonight did. Let's get to your questions and comments now on Twitter. Thank you for sending them in at MikeConti929 and at Longshoe. And like I always say, we're, we're happy to take questions after 
both wins and losses. Let's start with uh, Justin Flournoy. He says, can we IPO MLS soccer teams because Atlanta United's SEC filing has got me predicting up from here. There's still a long way to go, but most of your remaining matches are at home. Eight of your final, uh, what's it now, 14 or 15 matches, 15 Mm -hmm. I think, are at home. Um, You don't play New England again. You are going to have to play Orlando again. You are going to have to play Philadelphia again. You are going to have to play Nashville again. So it's not like a a cakewalk now to the finish line. But if Atlanta United stays healthy, yeah, I'd be betting on them too right now. 14 more matches for Atlanta United the rest of the way. A lot of those are at home. Yeah, things are trending in the right direction. There's really nothing to say otherwise. And I know there's a a lot of effort being made from a variety of places about trying to find a, a reason otherwise. They're playing better. Atlanta United is playing better soccer. That's the reason why they're getting these results. They've got to do it against better teams, yes, but they've played a lot of good teams earlier on in the season and had a lot of narrow losses or draws. Those weren't good enough. Now you're beating teams that you should beat, and they're doing that. That's how this goes. You know, it's all you can do is beat the team in front of you. They're doing that right now, and they need to continue to do that to get into the playoff picture. Late in stoppage time, Red Bulls still leading Columbus 1-0. Waiting on the final whistle that could be coming right now. Right now. I, I thought I saw out of the corner of my eye a goal celebration, but uh, no, it's just a win celebration for Red Bulls. So, again, absolutely everything aside from Montreal getting a point in Cincinnati uh, when Atlanta United's way tonight. JB says, Barco's work rate was impressive, but Brad made some great saves, probably too many. I'll point out he only had three tonight. Uh JB, though, says there seemed to be a higher number of breakdowns defensively, and Brad seemed to be frustrated. But doesn't a lot of that go to the way that Valentino lined this team up tonight? Yeah, this is this is going to be an ongoing conversation. I can see it coming because it's the push-pull uh, of the nature of this game and creating tactical plans. If you want to get more numbers forward, you sacrifice defensive security. You have four brilliant attackers that you want to get on the field right now. And Joseph Martinez, Ezequiel Barco, Marcelino Moreno, Luis Araujo. Okay, you got you to gotta get them on the field. All right, now you got to figure out how to make it work. They're playing three center backs. Okay, that gives you that extra security. Instead of playing an extra holding midfielder, you're playing an extra center back. Okay, it's back-to-back clean sheets. Something's working. Is it going to result in some chances for the opposition? Yes, because Atlanta United is not playing – safely in any way right now they're not being secure they're not parking a bus they're not sitting back and trying to play on the on the back foot they're not doing any of that they're playing widely open at at times like it's it's worrisome how it's going to work at times but that's what people have wanted is attack 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 when you attack you're leaving yourself vulnerable that's just the trade-off there's no other way and I love that Rob Valentino was this aggressive, this bold, to not play it safe, not ease Luis Araujo in, not say, well, we've got to have two holding midfielders. We've got to do this. No, he said, I'm going to play four attackers. I'm going to play three center backs, and we're going to have to figure the rest out on the fly. And they did. Now, 
Patrick wants to know, was there something that Atlanta United could have done to gain control back in the midfield? Play an extra midfielder. I mean, it's that's really what it's going to come down to is positioning. Um, one thing that did not happen tonight that I do wonder if it can be developed next week. The wingbacks coming inside a little bit when the time calls for it, especially on the backside of the play, to help Santiago Sosa or a Marsadich like it was in the second half. That's where I think they can get a little bit of the best of both worlds. If the ball's on the left side, for example, and George Bello is defending the right winger from the opposition or the right back pushing forward, Brooks Lennon coming inside to help in the holding midfield. It's something that we've seen Pep Guardiola and Manchester City do a lot. It's what a lot of other teams have done to try to solve this issue of getting a number of attackers on the field but still having some security defensively. The biggest thing about this, and I think the conversation about getting extra defenders on or extra holding midfielders or what can they do defensively, the conversation really needs to be about the chances Atlanta United is creating that need to find the back of the net. Because if Atlanta scores two goals in the first half, not sweating as much in the second half. If they score three, forget it. Game over. They're doing the things to create all of those chances and create all those shots. They have to put the ball in the back of the net. That's what it comes down to because that's the trade-off you're making is you want to not live life as dangerously as you are because you're expecting to score more goals. Right now, they're getting one goal a game. That's why the games are a little dangerous. A couple people have been asking, Cody Thomas in particular here, thoughts on Araujo tonight. Uh, Cody thought he looked promising. Can't wait to see him with some more chemistry. Yeah, he's got to build up the the combinations with Moreno, uh, with Joseph, with Barco. That's just going to take time. I mean, they, they've played together on a training pitch for about a week now, and they've played you know 60-plus minutes tonight. So that's just going to take time. But individually, uh, he's got – very, very quick feet, and he accelerates very, very quickly. Um, he's very brave. He will try things that you don't expect. He, he's a tough player to defend because of that, and he's incredibly quick. His first step is, is ridiculous. Um, I'd like to see him more in like full open speed to see you know what his true pace is like, but quickness, oof. and he puts in the work defensively. He, he's a good defender as well, so that that's the – the blessing that Atlanta has, and this is down to the scouting department, it's down to the front office recruiting these kinds of players, Moreno, Barco, Luis Araujo. We talked about the dribbling. We talked about what they can do in playmaking. All of them will put in an honest defensive shift. All of them will do that. Not every great dribbler, great playmaker will do that. Atlanta United's three will do that. They will defend. Okay, so now Atlanta United, they got the much-needed three points at home against Toronto. The road match on the weekend in D.C. is going to be tough. If Atlanta United gets a result out of that, I think they'll be very, very pleased. But I think also there are three points on the table in D.C., and we'll get into why right after this. As Atlanta United defeats Toronto 1-0 tonight here on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back of the road out, they got some bumblows. Got some bumblows. And that's for the people who like the 
halftime report, wrapping things up here at the Benz, where Atlanta United defeated Toronto tonight. 1-0, three straight wins for Atlanta United. Unbeaten streak now at four. And they will go up to D.C. now on Saturday to play, a, look, a D.C. United team that I think has exceeded expectations under Hernan Losada. They had a five-match unbeaten streak against Chicago, Red Bull, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Montreal. Not a murderer's row, but still mm-hmm. 3-0-2. Mm-hmm. However, since then, they lost to Nashville 5-2 last weekend, 3-2 loss in a game that they led, I think, at two different points tonight mm-hmm. um, in New England. So um, they'll be a little salty coming into Saturday. It looks like a tough match on paper, but at the same time, I feel like Atlanta United can go up there and maybe even get three points. Last time they played in D.C., uh, that was the bizarre match where Atlanta United won 4-0. D.C. subbed on an outside agent. <laughs> Still waiting to know what the punishment was. for. All yeah, they never got punished for that. Um, D.C., however, has been much, much better. Yes. Much, much better. Yes. since. In fact, that might have been the turning point for the club in general. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been. Maybe. Could have been. Maybe. I mean, they, they came back here and beat Atlanta United in, in November. That's true. What do you think about this match? Does Atlanta United have a chance to get three points on the road? Yeah, they do. First, I, I have a question about our final song of the evening. Oh, I'm sorry. So, uh, Jeff Ely from Roadhouse, Roadhouse Blues. Um, you've seen Roadhouse, right? Of course. Many times, probably. I don't know about many. I, I've seen it many times, definitely. And uh, my question about tonight, and I think it's important for going to D.C. as well, you know, this game kind of felt a little bit like the double deuce late in it with fights everywhere. You're having to scratch and claw to get out of here with the win. Who was the cooler for Atlanta United tonight? Mm. Who would have been playing the role of Dalton to see this thing out? I think Alan Franco. I do too. Um, I, I, I actually really like that. Yeah, I, I just Atlanta United was so tidy in the back mm-hmm. at the end tonight. And, and look. Nope. And physical when they needed to be. Absolutely. I, I Honestly, I'm sorry. I, I Amendment. Okay. Franco was good. I'm going to go with Amar Sadich. Those I, were the two. I thought Sadich was fantastic. By the way, you know, everyone's focused on Araruju being the big transfer window pickup for Atlanta United. That Amar Sadich pickup looks massive right now, mm-hmm. especially as Mo Adams deals with his injury. Uh, I thought Sadich did a remarkable job tonight in the midfield. I thought they were both really important in that. I, I'm going to go with Franco as the cooler, and that might be a nickname we have to work on for a little <laughs> bit because Alan Franco has put together a number of big performances now for Atlanta United, and I think what he's starting to do is show that combination of intelligence on the field, physicality, because he will go in and clean somebody out when the time calls for it, and the ability on the ball. And that was the biggest question I had because he wasn't asked to do that very much at Independiente. He's good on the ball, and he can hit that long pass and open the game up when he needs to. Alan Franco is critical for Atlanta in D.C. because we know that game's going to be open. We know that D.C.'s going to press high. We know they're going to chase. Franco's coolness on the ball will be a must in that one. He's got to be the cooler in that game as well. He's done it two games in a row. Two clean sheets. Can he add a third one to his list? Okay, now note the unusual nature of Saturday night. The unusual kickoff time, 8 o'clock, which means 7.30 pregame. The unusual radio station as well. The Falcons are playing in Miami. I know Miller is very excited uh, to go to what used to be called Joe Robbie Stadium in that outstanding broadcast booth. Uh, I don't know who's going to have the worst booth 
on Saturday. <laughs> oh, Honestly, no. it might be me uh, in D.C. By far the worst booth in the league, but I'll be in Alley Field. We're going to be on Star 94, the new Star 94, Saturday night, 730, because the Falcons will be on 92-9 the game. Jason's going to be on TV Saturday night, uh, so you can catch him on Valley Sports Southeast or South? South. Okay. Valley Sports South. Uh, but then the 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. So we hope you'll join us for that. One thing's for sure, Jason's going to have a better view of the match than I am. So uh, that's our next broadcast. Atlanta United going for their fourth straight win. And again, Rob Valentino will be the coach on Saturday for Atlanta United against Alapaneda, who we hope to talk to during the broadcast, by the way, will be there. But he will not coach that match on Saturday. That'll do it for tonight. Engineer Miller Pope, producer Dylan Matthews. For Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Again, Atlanta United 1-0 winners tonight over Toronto. We will see you Saturday night on the new Star 94. You've been listening to MLS action of our Atlanta United. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. network. 